0: Bolsha and welcome back to the Talking Blarney podcast, where we wade through the Blarney to tell you about the real Ireland. My name is Stuart McNamara, and I'm here with my co-host, who believes that he is an insect of some
1: description, Rob Cross. Oh, buzz off, Stu! <laughs> oh God! Hey guys, Rob here. How's the week been, Stu? Not too bad. No, um, another quiet one.
0: Back out of lockdown ish, so we can go and do things now. Going to the pub yeah, later.
1: We're going to pub. We have to go back to our substantial meals, but we're actually going to an arcade bar, aren't we? Uh, yeah, so I, don't I don't know if we'll be doing any actual arcading. Yeah, but but, but uh, well, if we can get a game of time crisis in, if there's like we're able to wipe it down, I wouldn't mind a bit of that. That'd be nice. Um, I had a very busy week. Um, I had the reason we had to do we, we the episode we put out this week um, was recorded the, the week before because I had a, a big presentation for college on Saturday. Uh, it went well. So that that's the that's the good news. <laughs> <laughs> good. So I was happy happy. I I think I know more about uh, defined benefit pension schemes uh, than I ever have in my life before. So that's probably a good thing.
0: Well, look, you need to know it for some reason.
1: So yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, Steve, it's one of those things. I mean, it you know, you'll think I'll I'll never need to know that again in the rest of my life. Then it just comes up. Like sometimes you're shopping. You know, a guy puts a gun to your head and then you better know uh, <clears throat> how the transfer values in a DB scheme to a DC scheme or else you're in serious trouble.
0: I, I'm sure you would be if <laughs> you or one of your coworkers was attacking people with a gun. But uh, I just want to give a, a huge shout out to any new listeners because we have yes. got a couple this week, but uh, I think it was from the mid pod. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you guys. They really shouted us out uh, on their own Twitter and it was great seeing a bunch of new eyes on the show. We really
1: appreciate it. And uh, it's lovely to have new people. It is. And they have a great podcast as well. Can't recommend enough. We'll, we'll, we'll try and pop a link up on our Twitter again and we'll put it in the show notes. I think, Stu, if you can do that to their pod, uh, thanks guys. Yeah, I'll really see what I can really do. Yeah. Really From the middle. It. Great lads. Um, in and, uh, America. Very and, nice. Uh, it, it, it's, it's good to see Americans like listening to this and because uh, I suppose like we don't really have a target audience. It's just us giving out about, you know, these these type of films and this one in particular today. Um, So it's good to kind of have Americans like hear our perspective on it as Irish people about maybe films. Well, like, so like everyone like, around the world. Yeah. I mean, the, these movies
0: give such a skewed image of what Ireland actually is. And that's the, the reason we're yeah. here and
1: doing it. I also want to give a, a special shout out, Stu, to our, our listeners in the great state of Virginia, um, as, as we as we discovered from some of the, uh, the statistics we had have, Analytics, we? yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, <laughs> once we realized I, we could actually check uh, down a bit for, yeah.
1: further. So, uh, you know, apparently we are the hot ticket in Virginia, Stu, uh, in, in one city in particular. But uh, I, I just want to be clear to our listeners. I am certainly a fan of the music of the, the the late great Wilson Pickett, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, big big fan of that, Stu. Just want to, you want to get that out there completely. Rob, um, those of the listeners. <laughs> well, I I just, I just we appreciate everyone to, from everywhere. Yeah, so we would normally at this point do our segment uniquely Irish, where we talk about something that's kind of very irish but we're actually going to forego that today because we just want to dive into wild mountain time because it's the 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 film that came out that just is perfect for this podcast like could could not have asked for a better christmas presents too we we just want to focus on that today so uh we don't really have our Irish segment here but we won't today and we did previously say in our other podcast that we'd be doing something else yeah it was supposed
0: to be irish jam this week uh, I, I have do also that watched that, today, but uh, we will hold that off until next week just to jump on the Wild Mountain Time hate
1: uh, for yeah. now. Yeah, we, we had hoped to see Wild Mountain Time in the cinemas. They are reopened in Ireland this week, but it wasn't feasible to do that unfortunately. But uh, you know, we we'll, maybe maybe we didn't miss out on much there, Stu, but uh, let's uh... Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it was cheaper so... to
0: do it on streaming.
1: Yeah, thankfully it was released uh, yesterday, and we managed to watch it uh, when it came out. But I suppose we'll dive into it. Wild Mountain Times, do take us so, away.
0: So, my God, this movie! Uh, I'll see if I can get a quick plot summary, which I should have had. There's a two-second one on uh, IMDb. A pair of star-crossed lovers in Ireland get caught up in their family's land dispute. That is not an accurate representation of what happens in this movie at all. But uh, apparently that's what they're billing it as
1: yeah i i i um i wouldn't say so it is actually based on the play outside mullingar by the actual person who directed and wrote the script for this um uh, john patrick uh, shanley. john patrick shanley so it is based on that now i i haven't um seen the play performed uh or or hannah to get a script of it but I, I will read that and report back to you but uh Certainly the play was popular in America. It was played off-Broadway, uh, but it was not well-received in Ireland And about 2015 when it came out. So this film was based why. on that. And, yeah.
0: I mean, look, he, he he's from the Bronx, I think. So yeah. He has an Irish with that name. name. Th- yeah, yeah, like there, there's probably an Irish connection there, but he clearly doesn't have any actual knowledge of the country, and that comes across a lot. Uh, this movie was an absolute mess, in yeah. terms of just the, the the plot,
1: the the dialogue, everything was was so weird. Like you know, if you we're not going to let you like listen too far into the podcast to get the 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 broad uh, thing of it, but I did not like this. This was a terrible film. I don't know if it's the worst I've watched for this podcast. I still think Far and Away is worse than this overall because that's So film it's Far is, and Away, the
0: worst movie you've seen.
1: Yay. Um, <laughs> I think that had worse in places had worse accents, certainly had was dragged on way too long. But I think the writing in this Wild Mountain Time was by far worse than that. I, I I don't know if it's the worst film I've watched. It's certainly in the top two or three Ooh, for this yeah. for this year. Um but it's. I. I would definitely say it's the worst written, and in parts maybe the worst acted. But we'll. We'll kind of go through it. But um, needed to say, I did not like this film. Would not recommend it. Um, I'd be interested to hear what Americans think because the directors even said, "I didn't write this for Irish people. It's written for Americans." Basically. So. Yeah, but
0: like you can write yeah. something for Americans without having it be utter shite. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Look, let's not let's not drop the. The lead on this and, and jump straight into what is by far one of the weirdest parts of any movie I've ever seen. Where the main character, whose name has already escaped me because it's Anthony. just such a nonsense movie, Anthony, uh, he believes yep. that he is a bee.
1: Yeah, I had to pause the film when this was, you know, said because I was like, wait, what? Yeah, because like it, it's um, so to, to, we we will you know look up a snaps of the villain. We're just kind of going to be attacking various points too, it we will talk through it in a little bit. But this is the part that absolutely wrecked my head too. I hope it did you as well. It's like the the, the love interest, Rosemary, the other kind of girl in the film, played by Emily Blunt. Um, you know, her father's also said, or you're a white swan and things like that. And your special, she has like an interest in you know ballet. sees Swan Lake. It all it all kind of ties together. I'll actually give them credit for that. That is not not a. A common thing in Irish mythology with like the, the white swans and particularly in that part of the country up in Mayo. I have no issue with that whatsoever. I think that works out Like perfectly. At the same time, um, I thought. But-
0: that When they were going with the uh, White Swan, it would have made sense to do something, yeah. Maybe referencing the uh, the swans of uh, Zicouli.
1: uh, white Swans of Coo, yeah, yeah but, by William Butler Yeats, um, or, or even like the, the you know, the the swans, you know, with the children from Tear and Oak turn into oh, the that's it, that's what I'm sorry, that's what earth. I'm thinking of.
0: The children of Lear, yeah.
1: I was thinking, I was thinking, children of Yeats, Lear, Lear, that's I it, think. um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's that. Um, I was trying to I was trying to think of it Yeah, that myself. would have made more sense. Obviously, but, he didn't know about that, I would assume. Yeah, but th- this whole thing is like, he's he thinks he's a B, because like, there's this whole thing in the film where it's like, oh, the like his mother's side were a bit mad, and like, oh, he's more of a, a Kelly than a, a Riley. Yeah, and so to, and, to, to show um, that he's
0: more like his uncle on his, his mother's side, or his grandfather, or whoever the hell it was, they show a photo, and it's just him with a dirtier beard in older clothes. That,
1: I thought, I actually... I actually thought that was a little bit funny. Sure, didn't get a laugh out of me. Sure. But, but, like, okay. but at the same but time, that was they were trying. But to at get the same
0: me. time, this is meant to be a serious movie. I think where like you you'd see that kind of shit in a I think in it's, a comedy movie. I
1: think it's supposed to be. A, I think it's supposed to be a rom com. Like I I think the the first like twenty minutes are I think are supposed to be somewhat comedic. Even though I didn't laugh at them, like it's not funny. It is is the main issue. But I think it's supposed to be red as funny. Light, light-hearted at times.
0: Uh, it's coming up on now.
1: Minus anyways, all the
0: drama slash romance.
1: Yeah, but there's definitely. I, I think it definitely plays off rom-commy at times. I mean, I, I suppose if it was like maybe the Americans don't do it as much, as like I, I got more of a bit of a four weddings, well, an attempt at a four weddings vibe off of this. Yeah, you know, maybe a little bit about time. You know, like my girlfriend's favorite film, <laughs> which I actually don't dis. What I actually don't dislike, I think it takes the concept of that and does it much better. Yeah. But anyway. Um, and Of course, they foreshadow yeah, but I, so, that uh, Anthony believes he he's a bee, he's a bee though. when he, yeah. like, at the very start, like, you have the,
0: their children, themselves as children, and uh, he's, like, sticking his nose into a flower, and it's like, oh, that was supposed to be our foreshadowing, that he thinks he's a bee? Like, he doesn't do
1: anything bee-like? Like, it just doesn't, I, to me, this really came out of nowhere, because, like, there's a, there's a bit earlier on in the film which, like, he's out for... A drink on a Saturday night, and like he goes, oh, he's a cocktail in the t- the one town over. He gets a cocktail, which is a weird thing to see in like an Irish pub like that. I I don't think they'd really do anything beyond a Guinness there or some whiskey. I mean, it's not saying it's unheard of. I I just think it'd be very uncommon to ask for a cocktail in a glass like that in a, a- effectively like a rural Mayo pub. I I you know not to disrespect the people of me or the nice pubs up there, but I, I would just say in my view, it's very uncommon,
0: would uh, like Yeah, you can either get a pint or you can get straight shots of whatever yeah, drink I, you I want. Yeah, I think
1: like, you know, you, you could probably get yourself a, like a vodka with a dash of orange in it or, you know, a whiskey with maybe some soda water in it if you're, if you're feeling like that. But I, I just felt that was weird. And he meets this other guard and two of them go off gallivanting until it's early, which, you know, not not a bad little scene, um, but uh, then the two of them were like on this cemetery wall, and she's like, "Tells oh, I got a secret. So I slept with a priest twice in my mother's bed," which is like, okay, this this came out of goddamn. I mean, it's just goddamn weird. nowhere. And then like he says, oh, "I got this thing," and like he whispers it to her, and she like falls off the wall laughing. So you're like, oh, what what's this? I mean, it's like, is there some crazy secret? And then when it comes out at the end, he thinks he's a bee. It's like that was it. That 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 was it like. You you think you're a bee. This is the big reveal in the film. You think you're a bee. What in the utter I will try not to swear in this too, but uh, No, swear away, Rob. I what mean what effect was that like? It, it was
0: a fucking ridiculous oh, movie. Oh god. Uh I mean, like even just trying to figure out where this whole bee thing came from. I mean, thinking of, of like I know you have furries and I remember ages back, remember on like Tumblr there was like other Oh god. <laughs> And like you know, i have nothing against either of the groups. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not I my bag. It's not something that I'd be doing think myself. They're, think they're bees. But it just it... <laughs> well, you know, other kin. You know, they think they're like wolves or yeah. whatever. It's like look, it's fine. It just it was it. It felt weird in this movie, and I, just, I couldn't understand it. I I, I
1: did a, like a note down here. He should um be the the former WWF tag team, the Killer Bees. He should be their manager. Oh, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. It was, it was just the greatest thing Vince McMahon did. Like, he said, I got this guy. Who was he? Brian B. Blair. I know. I'll get him in, like, uh, white and black jocks and put him in a tag team called The Killer Bees. Genius. <laughs> awful. Absolutely yeah, I'd rather, awful. I'd rather talk about wrestling than uh, watch so, this yeah. film ever again, to be perfectly honest with you. But, anywho. So, yeah, he thinks he's a bee. And um, then we also
0: have, of course, the great Christopher Walken, who is dead for most of the movie and he's like the narrator as well and i just I, I i had to write down a quote from the very beginning when he's talking about it and uh he introduced himself
1: and my name is tony riley i'm dead it's like,
0: just what
1: <laughs> yeah um that's good it's like you know the the thing with the dead narrator like what is this uh, like desperate housewives or something like that yeah, but worse because he's putting on the worst
0: Irish accent I've ever heard. I mean, look, Christopher Walken. I don't is think. Great. I don't think it's the. But worst. It, 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 I will say that it's like one of the st- worst in this movie. It's Up there. I mean, which is saying something. Because like, um, the thing is, with Christopher Walken, he has such a distinctive voice and a distinctive accent that goes with that voice that works really well for him in a lot of places. It just really doesn't in this.
1: Yeah, like he, he his accent. I don't know what he's really going for. Like, I think that like, the accents are all over the place in this film. I'll talk more about the other the, the non-Irish people, even one of the Irish people putting on accents in a second. But like I think he's trying to do kind of a, what he would presume would be like a rural kind of Irish accent, like kind of west west coast kind yeah. of Irish accent. Presumably, because it said it's said in Mayo. That's kind of where it is. Um I wouldn't really call it an attempt at like a Mayo accent or something like that. I wouldn't eh, really say it's that. Um, his own accent comes through quite a lot. Like yeah. he just slips into just Christopher Walken and cause he has such a, a distinct accent and way of speaking. It's just like, Oh, it's Christopher Walken. Like I, I literally have it here. Christopher Walken is just him playing himself, uh, trying to do an accent. Not well. I mean, that that's the, the
0: sad part about it is that like, if you took away the accent, and the dialogue itself. His his acting is wonderful. Like, all the physical acting that he does for the role, I really enjoyed. He
1: is, in my view, the second best actor in this film. I will talk about, the, in my view, the best. I mean, you know, later. like, with, but... with Walken, you have that scene, obviously, just before he passes away. Like, that
0: was, as I said, without the dialogue and stuff, like, a really sad, sweet moment, in a way.
1: If Yeah, the dialogue is really... um terrible like that actually distracts from the scene which is supposed to be like a very emotional scene. Yeah. Like and it, like if you if you just had him like talking about like Anthony's mother, like his his wife who's passed away, um I think it would have been powerful. It's the closest you feel in the film to feeling sad in my view. I really yeah. didn't get too invested. I found it very hard to get invested in this because of how bad the writing is in parts. I'm not going to blame the actors here. I will say it mostly I'm going to say it is largely the writing. Oh yeah definitely uh, that made this terrible um, but yeah no I mean I, I think he's he does get across emotion quite well and I think he he actually looks the part of kind of like an older Irish farmer I think he, he kind of gets it oh, yeah, that's definitely there. kind of the right way it's just the accent is kind of the part that falls down a little bit there but I think he if you took away the like if they actually dubbed him as, as kind of a you know with, with like an <laughs> Irish person um, yeah just just as a day just like, get I James Earl Jones in it'll be fine but, Oh, that would have been, <laughs> I, you know. what to do. If the father was as inexplicably James Earl Jones, like no, no, I'm going to go with this. I think this this will be. Fun. Then it'd be a comedy. Yeah, but no, I I think like Chris, to to his credit, he I think he did the best he could with what he had, and you know, he 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 definitely comes the closest to actually getting a laugh and some emotion out of anyone in the film. So yeah, I, I think he I think he did a, a a good job at what he was given here. It's just that the overall performance is severely hampered by uh, you know a tricky accent or um bad writing i suppose yeah so I, if, I think
0: like one thing I'm,
1: I'm willing to be i'm willing to be nice enough to him <laughs> in this film one thing that
0: i did notice that seemed to me to be a huge red flag and I'll, from now on i'm going to have to keep an eye out for it in movies but at the very start there seem to be so many production companies involved
1: and I don't know if that's a good thing actually, or a bad thing. I actually noticed that as well. Like, in the, the, like the, not the credits, sorry, the kind of intro, like, it, there were so many, like, bits and bobs. I, I mean, it was generally went on for about three or four minutes. It was, like, really, wow, that's a lot. Like, I think it's, um, yeah, so I don't know if that's a kind a too of many cooks sort type of situation.
0: You know, yeah, you it was just very odd. You just have way too much coming together in one, and it was, very strange.
1: Yeah, if we if we might just stick on the accents for a moment because I think this is the main thing people were talking about in the trailer. Yeah. So right. Here here here's my overall view anyway. So I'll start with Jamie Dorn, who plays Anthony the the son, the kind of main love interest. Now he is Irish too. He's from the north. So he's he is putting on an accent that isn't like his own. Uh which is fine. Sure. I mean he's he, if you ever see like you see, some of his other work, like in *The Siege of Jadaville*, where he plays, you know, a, a real person from Ireland, he does put on a um, got more of a Midlands accent in that. Quite well, well like you can that, understand I mean, like that like there that, is them. a a, yeah. a large difference between the Northern Irish
0: accent yeah. and some of the the. Republic accents. Yeah.
1: Oh no, no. I think it's fine. I think obviously he he. It wouldn't have made sense for him to use his natural accent in this because it's like it's set in the West, it's set in Mayo, not Northern Ireland or in an Ulster in some capacity. So I think that was perfectly fine. I think like Emily Blunt would have struggled much more with the Donegal accent, I think, than the accent that she had. But we'll actually come back to that in a second. Um, I think he didn't do a bad job. I felt he was kind of going for the right type of accent there. It's just that it slips a lot like some words he says and kind of phrases particularly when he sort of the very first bit like where he comes back into the house with the, with his father after presumably from their mother's funeral i felt it really slipped in a lot of places there you could hear the more northern irish twang to it so it wasn't perfect i think like it, it really didn't sound like he'd uh settled with the accent too well uh, which is a bit odd because, like, I've seen some of his other work, and he had no issue with putting on like another Irish accent that wasn't his own. So, I don't know if maybe he didn't have enough time to prepare for this, or I, I hardly think it was nerves. He's an experienced actor, so it it just sounded off in places. But like towards the end of the film, I suppose it wasn't as wasn't as noticeable. He, he didn't he did a service enough job with it, but it just really at the start, it really didn't sound right at all. Yeah, it was
0: as you say it it drops in and out quite heavily at times struggling
1: to even think of anything that he actually said beyond i'm a bee but <laughs> well he, he didn't like it, it was perfectly fine like the bit where, like he falls off the boat like i saw that coming a mile off but we, we, we'll get back to that i suppose um i want to talk about rosemary's accent so she's being played by emily blunt here she's the, the main love interest if yeah. you know now this accent
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was definitely the, <laughs> the most kind of paddy, hoshi
1: kind of accent. This is like, this is possibly the worst Irish accent I've ever seen, or heard, sorry, heard specifically in, in a film. This is well up there. Like, like that accent I've... would
0: fit right right into uh, Far and Away.
1: Yeah. But I mean, like, who's the bloody love interest in Far and Away? I can't even remember now. <laughs> but like, whoever that was did a better job with an Irish accent than than she did. I, first, first thing forward, I don't know what type of accent she's even going for here. Like, it, it, it's, it's too specific in parts to be like kind of a generic. Oh, how are you there, Stu? Jesus? Oh, I how was you know that yeah. so about that? it. It's, it's, it's not that. It's, it's very weird. She kind of gets a few things like kind of this. Um, uh, it's kind of hard to explain like the, the tempo, if, if you kind of get me like the way she kind of speaks fast in places and kind of almost under her breath, that is kind of an Irish country thing, I suppose. And I, it, it's kind of nice to hear that because it, it, she kind of gets the tempo in kind of parts, in in a weird way, that just sounds right. But the accent is all over the shop. Like it's the vowel sounds sound more like a Limerick city accent to me. Just the way she's like water and things like that. It's just this yeah, weird I mean, kind of drawn out flattening assume, of the vowels. You have to assume yeah. that if it's
0: based off of outside Mullingar, that it's kind of a Mayo setting.
1: Yeah, but I, I, it's, so a Mayo accent, the accent is, isn't consistent. Like yeah, a Mayo it's accent like,
0: is, is a very easy one. I, th- I would assume just in the sense that it's very broad and obvious.
1: I mean, I would say like it's doing kind of more a stereotypical accent probably... Yeah, you'd get away with it, you know, but it was just re- her vowel pronunciations are very, very unusual. Um, particularly the long vowel sounds, like you know, and water, like I was saying there, in particular, and some of the other ones, it just sounds very, very off. It sounds completely wrong for where she's supposed to be from, and is, isn't even consistent like with her mother's character or any of the other characters. It, yeah. she has this accent that's completely different, and like, I honestly don't know. I don't want to play... Like, I've seen Emily Blunt's work. She's a good actress. I, I have no issue with that. But it's just... I, I don't know what it is, too. It's just like... it. It's I don't know if she had any dialect coaching on this at all. She kind of just winged it. If this was, like, for an American audience. Well, you'd audience, assume but, that they
0: had a lot of dialect coaches.
1: Yeah, but it's just... Like, this accent is is really, really bad. And it's like a mishmash of about three Irish accents, I think. And it's just not consistent at all. Like her accent drops at points in the film, I think noticeably when she's on her horse, oddly. And when she goes to America, actually, it does kind of drop a little bit as well when she's talking to John Hamm as character. I think that's, maybe that's kind of a subtle thing, you know, when you hear another accent, that's closer to your own, you kind of drop in and out. But it was, it's just, it's just really bad. I'm I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to have to report. It's just really really bad accent i i you know this is up there with tom cruise and far and away and jesus this is like this is like almost getting to like dick van dyke and mary poppins doing a cockney accent that, that's the level <laughs> yeah. i think it's Definitely. slightly slightly very above much that. so that's it i suppose a lot of the other characters are irish it's so i don't really have too much of an issue with their accents it, there, there's not really consistent largely for like what is a small rural town? We have kind of said this before in some of our other works, like Far and Away, and things like that, where the accents aren't consistent amongst family members and like in the in the town, so it, it's just weird. I'll just note as well at the very start where the you know the kids are are playing, um, some of the characters like the Fiona who was the other love interest. She's a South a, a South Dublin accent, very very noticeably here at all. The Rose, the young Rosemary, that sounds like she's almost American, but like, but that uh, was an Irish actress. It's just, I thought like that was all over the shop. <laughs> I felt so. That's grand. Um, Rosemary's father, who's actually played by, you might know the uh, same guy who plays. Cyril yeah, Lothar, I recognise him anyway. Ted. Yeah, we, we yeah. I well, also seen for a Michael Collins interview uh, r- report and a bunch of other ones. He gets it quite well I think cuz he's an Irish actor he's I don't think he's from there but he's he's definitely kind of gets the right type of accent and vibe from I, I think he did a very good job actually
0: um yeah with his uh shooting crows
1: out of the sky for reasons but it, I mean I thought that was fine it's not an uncommon thing I guess for a farmer to do maybe but uh isn't it, like
0: I would have I would have assumed that I was going to ask you like would that even be legal to just be shooting fucking crows out of the sky
1: I think if they were after your crops, you probably could I mean,
0: <laughs> but that's not that's not know. what happens don't they say that it, like he's he's angry at God because they had a baby boy who passed away,
1: yeah it this film is really weird in parts like that, like there's some of the later bits about the shotgun that we'll we might get to in a bit, which is quite an odd yeah. disturbing scene, actually, but anywho so yeah, accents mixed bag generally not a good mixed bag, I I think is my overview, Stu. We might talk a little bit about some of the weirder choices now. Um, Like, at the very start, where uh, Rosemary's mother comes in um, to see, like, the the two lads after their mother died at the funeral, and she's like, oh, they're getting a ham, and she's like, the glass tastes like teeth. You know, with the, they have the bottles of yeah, stout. Because, yeah, was
0: it he, or when Emily Blunt finds the father passed away, the mother needs a glass of water and so he picks up the glass that has his false teeth in it and so from then on, all glasses of water yeah. or whatever taste like glass
1: or teeth. A teeth. It's just weird. I mean, stout out of a bottle is generally fine. I mean, because it comes up again later where like, you know, Anthony goes over to her house and like this lit a bottle of stout half and half. Yeah. It's like, Alright, whatever. You also um, do
0: see in the pub that the, the mother is drinking a Guinness out of a can.
1: You'd, yeah, that's actually quite funny, because you would not do that in a pub. <laughs> <laughs> of course not, I mean I don't think they even stock
0: cans that I remember. I mean, why would you have cans of Guinness when you have beautiful on-tap Guinness?
1: Yeah, I've only ever seen that once in a pub in, well, it was a pub in a travel lodge in London, and to their credit it, they did the best they could with a can of Guinness. They had like the sonic agitator thing uh, for oh, it. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 actually a funny story. Um, I got a better pint of Guinness in a hot in a pub, a bar attached to a travel lodge out of a can, than I did in a chain Irish pub up the road. Um, oh, I'm
0: sure you probably. the told, this, story told already. this. Oh, I think
1: I think I probably have, but just to reiterate again. I, you know, O'Neill's chain pub, particularly the one around Euston Station in t- London, do not go there. Would not recommend. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but you know. You pour, you, it, was, it was an Irish man in everything Stu pouring me the point I thought I was safe in in England but no apparently not you?
0: no you're never safe no but yeah the one thing that I noticed that I've started noticing in all of well in a lot of these Irish movies as we'll call them rather than true Irish movies is that they they have this idea that every movie should open with like the clips of Moher which is nowhere near where this is from like drone shots is or whatever where this is at. of course not but it, it's just like it, it, it's become a generic opening for Irish movies, I mean, full disclosure, I have already watched Irish Jam and it happens in that as well. <laughs> it's like, is this just another common thing? I mean, look, the the views that they had were beautiful. I don't know if part of it was CGI or something to make it look more vibrant, or if they just had a better camera than I'm used to seeing it with. It but f- but uh, it,
1: it, it, was it just... looked fine to me. Um, I I didn't really think it looked like it was artificial. I've I've been to the of more several times. No, but... no just just in terms of like uh, maybe
0: certain colors popping. From uh, the camera maybe But it was just like It's become a generic opening Like if you want to do A bad Irish movie You're going to have A drone shot Of the Cliffs of Moher Apparently Because that's all we have We have no other landmarks That could possibly tell you That it's Ireland
1: Yeah I mean I, I guess like it's It's those oh, it's the west coast Yeah but it's Probably about 100 kilometers away from at least where this is set, but they're not even set near the coast, yeah. it doesn't look like. There you go. Um, one thing particularly particular, because gonna get back to what I was saying, where so the mother comes in anyway and they're talking about that, and Emily Blunt's character Rosemary is outside smoking a pipe. So now I get it's yeah. like her father's pipe, and you know, like the Anthony's father as well smokes the pipe too. It was just kind of a country thing, they're kind of going for granted, but I, you know. I don't think I've ever seen a woman about our age do, presumably or like slightly older like smoking a pipe like that in Ireland at all. Yeah I wouldn't say that I've ever seen it. Not oh that not that they, they couldn't, couldn't. I'm just saying that it's very unusual I mean I I think I've certainly seen people smoke pipes like um, you'd see the odds the it's a in outside a pub smoking. The, the I do remember when you could smoke in pubs in this country, going across to, to my local, like, you know, with the, the family and we, we running around. And there used to be several outfitters of pipes in the, the bar that used to smoke there. I, I have a vivid memory of that when I was younger. And you'd come out stinking of smoke because of it. But uh, yeah, just just very, very odd I suppose it really kind of Peg Sayers vibes almost because like she's wearing like an old shawl and like has <laughs> the point it's just very out of place in modern Ireland I suppose it, it's very much a caricature of like an older thing like it would be it would belong more in like the Secret of Inish Roan that we watched a Roan Inish um, a couple of weeks back it it would like be fine in that film it, yeah. it just doesn't feel right here when there's a lot yeah. that doesn't feel right Uh one thing that I found strange and I've never seen before they had a tea dispenser. I, ha- I—that's exactly the next thing I was going to say. I've never seen that in Ireland before in my life, let alone in a farmer's cottage. What the hell is that? I like? mean, I, I'm sure we've mentioned it before, but
0: like the the great Irish fight between Barrys and Lions tea, but like having it out of a dispenser just was very strange.
1: Yeah, because it, it's like I will say that the the houses like they look authentic. Like, I mean, I I think Anthony's like house that looks like, a yeah, like older form. farmhouses. Yeah, no, but that looks exactly right. I mean, even when it run down, I mean, it looks the part to their credit in the production. they got one that looked exactly right. Like that to me is that's completely fine. Um, That's, that's exactly right. But this tea dispenser, I've never seen one of those do in a house. Like you just have a, you know, your, your Barry's or lion's tea and in a tea bags. I mean, if you, you might have loose leaf tea, if you're putting that into like a, um a little pot which they do have so grand but i've never seen something like that before in a house uh that i i can recall yeah it was weird i mean you'd
0: always have your barry's or your lion's box it would be like prominently shown on like the windowsill above the sink or something so that everyone knows where you stand on the issue
1: yeah no i mean i think like it it, it if i was doing this like they'd have like an old kind of battered tin of like one I mean they didn't get the brand sponsorship of Grant, but it's like an old kind of tin of tea and that you'd take out maybe if it'll do loose leaf tea into the, the pot, but there's tea bags or something like that. It's just a bit odd. And another weird one was uh, when John Hamm
0: arrives in the, the Rolls Royce, it's like they've never seen a fucking car before.
1: Yeah, it like I guess he said, I'm going to rent a car. So he comes back with a Rolls Royce just to impress people. Like he even gets kind of called out in this by Rosemary. And it's just like, yeah, but why would you bring a Rolls Royce up like rural Ireland? Like it's it's a wide enough car. Like, I mean, you could get caught down a, one of the country lanes, which are on the farm. When You see, like, where he's, he's, he brings the Rolls Royce to feed the cows, which was funny. Yeah, like, at the very least, you'd
0: make shit of it. It would be covered in mud. Yeah. And just bobbing up and down on those those awful
1: old Irish roads, like yeah, it, would not be good. It's just not suitable at all. Um, it's just very odd. I I I do note it as well that something very small. They actually turn. They're actually in Knock Airport at the start, which <laughs> you know, which makes sense. It would be the closest airport to them. But like you can't you can't fly from America to Knock Airport as far as I'm aware. You'd fly in from Shannon or something else. So maybe that's was what happened. I assume it might but have been a connecting. For some yeah, reason, yeah, because you know, well, the, the plane actually flying is a Airbus the, the A320 with Air Lingus, which can't, wouldn't generally, doesn't have the range. They're not on the transatlantic routes, but anyway, but um, yeah, it was just odd. I mean, it was nice to see Knock Airport. Don't get me wrong, Steve; it doesn't get enough love. We've, I'm pretty sure, I talked about this on the podcast before how it was built to go to Knock, which is a shrine by a priest who just started building it one day and no one really stopped him because he was a priest, Monsignor um, Horan, which is a we should definitely do like a, a separate podcast just on knock airport. Cause it's a, it's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> someday we're up someday. someday, but yeah. So that was grand, but um, I presume like the guy with him must be like his father. Like, so presumably it's um, Christopher Walken's brother. Yeah. That's the, the uncle who sounds yeah. much more American. Like I get like, he's probably lived in America for, so like uh, Chris, like the father says he's 75. Um, Anthony's father. So presumably he must have been in America for, cause like John's character must be about, yeah, must be like pushing 40 maybe. So he's probably yeah. mid, thir- mid to Around late 30. There. So presumably he's been in America for the best part of 40 years, maybe longer than that. um I just think like, would you have such a perfect American accent even after all that? Cause like I've family there and like, you know the second generation would have american accents too but like you know some of my uncles and everything over there they've never they never lost the irish accent it might be slightly yankee fied a little bit but I, I don't think it would turn into a complete american accent but anywho yeah it's just poor stuff um i would
0: like to mention just the the weird i suppose editing that's done in this movie the way like even just the the, the progression of the plot would be more accurate. Just, like, the start, we have them as kids, that's fine. But, like, the central point of, one of the central points of the movie is the the little gated piece of land uh, that Anthony's father sold to uh, Rosemary's father. Yeah. And this is all due to Anthony pushing Fiona over when they were kids. And I don't think we actually see it. Maybe my brain shot off, but we see her, like, on the ground. No, we don't. But it's like, like why would you not show us the one thing that's, like, connecting them since they were kids? Is this being pushed over?
1: I, I did ask the my girlfriend who's, you know, a lawyer about the, the whole inheritance thing here. I know like a little bit of that through my job, but not in regards to land. She says yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during
0: inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: Um, I think, like it said, that oh, Rosemary's father signed over that bit of land to her when she was t- about ten. So yeah, you can certainly sign over a piece of land like that to a child. It's just that it would probably have to be held in trust until they're yeah. eighteen. So things like that. So may yeah, but I mean, you know what I mean.
0: It's just like that one very important plot point to the movie. We only see like the before and after.
1: Yeah, it's just like um, weird as well, because like it's it's just such a, like an inconvenience to have to put two sets of gates here because we own the land and all that and grand. And it's um it's not that uncommon in a sense that people own weird bits of land and things like that. Like there's um uh, Steve might know this story down the road from where I live in Limerick. There's um there's kind of a little a nature preserve sort of a thing it's like oh, by, by the riverbank there's a oh, lot yeah, of kind yeah. of trees there but part of it was cleared off because they, they were going to build i don't know if it was a road or they were going to put down wires or something like that so they were they were building there and part of it and they were told right you can only do up to here because part of it's a nature preserve you can't you can't use all of it and then they were working along there one day and this gentleman comes up to them and he goes um you can't build on my land and they're like no this is public land we we have permission no no this part of it is my land here's the deed to prove it so i don't know steve i i I think i pointed this out to you before i'll show you again the next time we're there there's a little triangle of land just before the bridge um that this man owns (laughs) legally legally owned it's it might must be about you know a meter by a meter by a meter it's not not particularly large but he owns it and told me you can't build there without my permission. So they they just boxed it off and went around it. So that does sound like it, something to do. A, yeah, it's yeah a petty thing. So I, I I totally buy this part that like it's just a petty um, land dispute over a very small piece of land. You you do see these things quite a lot. It's not terribly uncommon. Um. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I believe it. Just, <laughs> just to go back to
0: the kind of the, the way the plot is laid out. Like later on, we have the obviously we don't see uh Fiona. Uh, rosemary's father die then when her mother uh falls ill like we just get to them jumping in the ambulance there's no like anything happening to her yeah and then it jumps right past the funeral uh to rosemary crying at her grave and stuff and then once again
1: with 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 the the time she actually has built in yeah. time that she leaves on the grave but also she's now i mean she's crying on like a a grave that's not fresh <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> Which is, no, I mean, I you was know, like, someone whose cousins are undertakers and has unfortunately been to a few funerals. It's like, that's not a fresh grave. Like, that's, that's a, that grave has been there for many, many years. It's a worn headstone. It's got the, the, the pebbles down. it. that, that isn't, the the, the, the shot that immediately proceeds is like her crying next to the stained glass with the, the time in her hands. And then that happens outside. is like, that's not, that would take longer than that to do. This is really weird. It, but I mean, I don't want to be like too pedantic. Although that's a lot of what we do in this podcast. But at the same time, it takes you out of the film when you see something like that, and it's just that's yeah. never a good thing. But also, the editing in this is ridiculous. It's way too fast, as you're as you're course, saying there. But,
0: like, but then like it goes on, and then Christopher Walken passes away. But we only get like him going to bed, and then the 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 star that they both prayed on when they were kids goes out. Yeah. And then he's just gone. Like, there's no, there's nothing about him again.
1: Like, cause you kind of get it. Cause like, he's, I want to smoke and the nurse will give out to you. She'll smell it and go, her perfume is worse. And then like, I'll, he takes off the oxygen and gives him the pipe. And then like, he says, I'll sleep without the oxygen. So you kind of know at that point he's on the way out. Oh, of course. It's just like jumping past all of these big events. Yeah, it's just really, really, I mean, I don't know if they're, I don't know if a director's cut would help this film, because he also <laughs> wrote it, but um, it's just really, the pacing is all over the shop, particularly like how, so like, when the two of them are kind of like into each other, Anthony and Rosemary, the whole thing, and like you see they're going to kind of, the kind of thing is like, oh, they're going to get together in the end, because you, you kind of know that's how these films work, but... Yeah, it it sort of almost like happens quicker in in parts and it's like oh he's going to give the farm away if I don't marry he's like oh I'm going to go off and do that and then hilarity ensues and like John Hamm's character comes over as the cousin who might get the farm then he doesn't it's you know it's a very intense 40 minutes at the start it's just everything is happening it's going all over the shop and then like they end up in New York she goes over to New York for a day to see yeah she flies (laughs) over and flies back (laughs) within two days it's like what in the fuck I mean, like the um, whole thing. I mean, I from, from know if you, the beginning I don't
0: know if with they'd John Ham lets you in, in immigration. Yeah, I mean, uh, to begin with, John Ham, like uh, he just comes down and sits next to her at the the party for for Christopher Walken's birthday, and like almost immediately, he's like you should come to New York with me. It's like that's creepy. Like, who does that?
1: Yeah, I I think like he's sort of supposed to be the yank that's out of, really out of place, like kind of the. You know, like we talked about in the field uh, the other week, um, and also in watching McAuliffe with John Wayne, The the Quiet Man yeah it, that, that sort of thing but it's just weird I mean I will say I like John Hamm's character he's probably my favourite character in the film just because and he even like says yeah, I don't he's get the only Irish one people. who's normal ridiculous. yeah he's normal he is the only well written character because he's literally going in there saying what is all this shite what's going on here this is ridiculous I, you know can I have the farm please you know he's yeah, actually he's a bit better a later on when he's on the plane though yeah but the Irish can't see days like you're
0: going back there to hopefully marry someone from Ireland and you're talking shit yeah. about it
1: Sorry. Um am dropping your cans. Yeah, I really got to <laughs> stop <laughs> this. <these fences. laughs> oh, please cut this. Um,
0: oh. <laughs> all right. Yeah, like, uh, you know, it's just obviously then she comes over and uh, they go to the ballet and he's like staring at her most of the time and then they they shift afterwards and it's like a bit abrupt. Better,
1: yeah, but he's better at going after her than um, Anthony is. Like, it's, it's oh, yeah, a kind of, of American directness, kind of just works with her. So, he brings us like a nice dinner and everything. And I mean, he offered to us. Oh, I love that he's like, come to America, like, go to New York, we can see the Lion King. <laughs> yeah. Where the hell is that coming out? Of? <laughs> sure, we're Irish, Rob. We've never seen a lion in our lives. It, ju- it just really reminded me about, um, you know, like, like the kind of mid 90s or like late 90s, you know. We, we, we used to get like, um like the, you know, the Disney videotape. So like, you know, we got like 101 Dalmatians, Cinderella, all those yeah. ones. We had them in the house. And I remember when, it must have been like when these came out, they they made them like specifically like you when you put in the videos, like there'll always be like advertisements like by Disney first it was like, oh, come to Euro Disneyland. It's, it's just outside Paris. No, it's not. And it'll be grand and we can do all these packages. And you'd be like, yeah, all right, whatever. But I remember there was always this one with Fern Cotton. Uh, sorry, not Fern. Is it Fern Cotton? Anyway, used to do TV stuff in the UK advertising like, oh, see The Lion King live in London. And it was just on every single one. And it, it just kind of reminded me of that. And I was like, was this a thing in Ireland? Like seeing The Lion King live? Was was this massive in like that particular time or something? Because it seemed like it was there. <laughs> and apparently now it's it's come back. So <laughs> it's very odd.
0: Yeah, they just continually do these strange, strange things. one thing that I I I did love with uh, uh, Rose, I keep saying Fiona because I have the IMDB up and her name is right underneath of of Rosemary's Fiona's the
1: other girl at the start we never see again she's married in Wicklow with three daughters so she's obviously happy Yeah, they
0: they keep getting them confused for no reason but um, uh, Rosemary's mother uh, like it was put in the wrong place but when she's leaving the house after they have their their chats at the the very beginning she says bye about ten times yeah that's kind of Irish yeah, it is, but you'd hear it over the yeah, phone. Bite,
1: bite, bite. See, see, bite, bite. I touch it. Take care. That kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, like it is
0: an Irish thing. It's just said in the the wrong format.
1: Yeah, but I enjoyed yeah, it. No, it's one of the few bits that get, I like, did enjoy. Some very particular Irish things. Right, it it's just odd. Can we talk about the bit at the towards the end where like John Ham's character is coming over on the plane, and then you it kind of cuts between him have chatting to this. If I if I if you don't mind me saying, Stu, uh, not a bad-looking woman on the plane who, in my view, was much more, it was much more <laughs> attractive than Rosemary. Um, I in my view, so he ends up with her, and I'm like, yeah, fair play to you. And I even love it. She uses actually, it's an old Irish shadow line. It's like, you ever been to the Ring of Kerry? Do you want to see it again? There's a. Uh, slightly there's like there's a slightly dirtier <laughs> variation of that that i've um i've heard of a few people use
0: <laughs> oh i can you, imagine you, it you know <laughs> yeah but what, like once again like what she's saying is another proper irish thing where she is going on
1: about you know the irish don't want to be seen you
0: know do they want to make a show themselves
1: but is she irish because i mean she doesn't she has an american accent doesn't she i mean i i i don't even i couldn't actually find that actress's name <laughs> i was trying to find her uh because i like at the end it's the two of them are just there in the pub doing it because he's obviously happy and it's um the two of them will obviously have a bit of yeah, one we'll talk about the pub at the, yeah, we will. at the very end we will later but i mean you know i mean she does
0: take a bit of a swipe at, at farmers yeah. in ireland it's like oh well you're not a farmer because you don't look tired and your hands
1: don't look like feet And it's She's like, got, i thought she, she, I she, thought was she farmers had a point like, there like um you know, he, he's never, he's never worked a hard day in his life by the looks of things. Yeah,
0: like, like yeah, but it could have been put
1: better where you're not being like, oh, farmers, a bunch of wrecked looking idiots yeah. with rotten hands. Fair enough. Um, But getting back to like, so the bit where, while this is happening, Rosemary and Anthony are in like Rosemary's house and like she let the dog in and he just get drenched because they were, she went out on her horse because she knows John Ham's character is coming to probably marry her and he gets his metal detector out to detect things um
0: yeah because he's looking for his mother's ring right. that she lost on the way over and surprise surprise she <laughs> had it the whole how, time how did we know that would happen yeah but th- like i thought it would have even been better at that point if maybe like where he had been pushed over like it just like was there yeah. on the ground
1: it's like they go back to her house and there's a bit like i this dialogue is just terrible like it really is so boring to listen to like it's not like romantic banter it's just like you people don't talk like this it's very unnatural oh
0: yeah sure like back back when he falls into the river because he's swatting it i assume like mosquitoes yeah. or something um she like she looks and i think it's around
1: that time that she goes i know i must have yeah. him
0: who says that it's just that's creepy
1: it's like no one speaks like that it's very unnatural dialogue in a lot of places the most natural thing I think was funny it was Rosemary's mother actually saying she's cracked and I was like yeah that's that's, uh, that's a good Irish thing like she's, uh, you know, yeah. tapped or, you know, mad in the heads, you know, crazy, if you will. But uh, then it gets so like their dialogue yeah. in this and is even weird. cuz like, oh, I'll we'll will split like this bottle of stout because it tastes like teeth. it's like, oh yeah, it's almost as good as the pub. And was, like, oh, I make you a sandwich. I, I I won't take no for an answer. It's like, all right, yeah. Uh, but then like there's this very disturbing pit about the, 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 her father's shotgun is still loaded there in the press because she might in case she wants to shoot herself because she's very depressed and then they talk about their depression and anxiety and suicide and it's just like comes out of nowhere yeah Yeah, but it's just like where the fuck is this coming from because it's not like you can certainly see that she's had a a rough time like her father died when she was comparatively quite young and she obviously is like smoking a pipe she misses him like her mother has just died and you know you see her smoking cigarettes as well and it even comes out, oh she stopped smoking to because she felt that was pushing Anthony away, and then it turns out oh bees don't like smoke, so that's why he didn't. <laughs> so that's it. Oh yeah, he's very afraid. of But this is smoke. just such a, a weird uh, scene that just comes out, of, really out of left field because it's just wait, you're you're literally going to show him the loaded shotgun under your press that you're planning to blow your head off with, like fuck, <laughs> this this is so dark. Yeah, it's 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 really.
0: Strange in that spot, and obviously, uh, I think we have both had our own struggles over our many years. And if just to put it out there, talk yeah, to someone. do I mean do anything? You know, it's bad. Um, there's always yeah, people to this, listen.
1: It's such because look, I mean, I, I let's be perfectly honest here. There is an issue in this country with suicide, particularly in rural areas. Um, oh, definitely. You know, it, it, it really is, and I've talked to several people I knew in college and everything else and just like you know, the amount of times people said oh I have to go home for a funeral and you know, obviously you say oh Jesus what happened and they're like well he ended up in the river or well he crashed into a wall it was just him in the car, no one's sure exactly how it happened you know, you you hear all these things and unfortunately the odd case with a shotgun in a farm because farmers do have shotguns for you know shooting birds as we see but also for like foxes, foxes and occasionally the, the... putting certain animals out of their misery it, it, it is necessary so yeah these things do happen i mean it, it there's um the old the old thing they used to have in this country was you know if someone the farmer did like shoot themselves with the shotgun and time it was it was kind of reported as it was an accident with the gun he must have been cleaning it at the time and didn't realize it was loaded was always how it was re- recorded generally um because of course you know back in the day if you committed suicide you couldn't be buried in um a proper graveyard. There was a special section for that. As we saw in the field. Yeah, like it, it's a black cross with um outside of the grave. It's in um another film as well. Um, What's it called? One that we actually, it's on our list. It's got James Cannon in it and a few other people about like a guy that comes back to Ireland to trying to find his father because his mother's dying. Cannot remember for the life of me, but it, it's a better film than this. Uh, <laughs> many yeah. of the films are. But yeah, but I'm so look, I, I think it trivializes suicide in rural ireland which i think isn't okay and i just think that it's you know in all seriousness like we have a bit of a laugh and joke on this podcast but I, I feel that's the irresponsible writing being perfectly honest i think it you're i don't you think you can make a joke dark joke about a lot of things and it's fine i mean i think you can make a few jokes about suicide or or thing or self harm and things like that it's quite difficult too but i think it can be done in the correct circumstance Look, but i think
0: it needs to be talked about. Yeah, but this in, in but this is the correct way.
1: Really like it it's not really led into. There's there's nothing to indicate this. It's just so dark. It's just so out of place. It completely changes the tone. Like they're trying to play it off a bit lightly and things like that. It's like, no, no, hang on a second now. You just you're showing up how you're going to kill yourself if things go wrong. It's so the film can just stop there for a minute like you you can't and then it just they're like running off into the the rain and get her horse and she crashes the goddamn jeep then when he thinks she's a bee it's like hang on a second now yo what the hell this just it's all over the shop it's just really really weird the writing is shite here i'll just be honest with you this scene should not be in the film you're you're forgetting
0: you're forgetting what happens after that part where she just comes straight out and asks if he's a homosexual. Yes,
1: that's also weird. Um, it, you know, I I think he's obviously interested in you. <laughs> you no, know, I don't think he's gay.
0: Yeah, I mean, like it was it was quite blunt. Obviously, there's a bit of a pun there with uh Emily, but it was just so out of left field. Is like, yeah, he fancies you. We like that, that's been obvious the whole time. Yeah. Um, he fancied Fiona before you. So, where is this coming from? Yeah. It- it's and then, like, bad. shortly after that, she
1: goes, have you seen me naked in your mind? She's like, where is this? Like, how is that flirting? Yeah, is it like she says something else, but you used to bring your cousin over here to look at me or something? What the fuck was that either? Like, that's... um Yeah, because the uh, uh, I think John Hamm's character, Adam, I think it is, he
0: calls Anthony. He's like, oh, I'm coming back over because I want to yeah. uh, talk to Rosemary. And so he, like, mentions it to her. And it's, it's almost like he's, like, selling her off. Yeah. It's, showcasing it's, her. It's
1: weird like it it just kind of gets into how like a natural lot of the dialogue is and just these these things don't happen like i like you know the, the writer director who said like oh this wasn't intended for an irish audience as we said earlier is like yeah i can tell because this isn't this isn't normal <laughs> You know, it really really isn't it's just like uh, like even like where they're out in the rain like oh they kiss and it's all romantic and they're going to get married and here's the ring and you can give it like yeah wonderful we all knew this was going to happen it's just I don't feel anything for it. Like, I should be crying at this point in the film because they're finally getting together. I should feel invested that we've been on both of their journeys and we've seen the both come together and we've seen Anthony get rid of the suitor. She hasn't picked him. She's picked Anthony instead. And it all comes together in the end. But I'm just there like, this is just awful. Please end this film. Um, which is not the response you want. Um, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just it's so strange the way they talk the whole time and like their interactions with each other are so awkward in, in a yeah. not realistic way. I mean, it's almost as if a, a, a human being did not write this movie. Yeah. It, it, maybe like an, an AI did it based on what it thinks. Yeah. It's humans just very unnatural
1: like. dialogue. And I, I think maybe, it, you know, when you write something and I know this for myself and like you know, I write poetry I perform my poetry and there's some poems that work better written than they, and some that work better when you say them so it's something you kind of learn is about right what you write down sometimes doesn't sound as good when you say it even if the rhythm and structures are alright so I think you know there's there, there's nothing wrong like writing something that you think is going to sound okay if it's said out loud or that might be fine when you read it but then when you hear it said out loud it's like mm, that doesn't work and I mean like I, I just feel that with a lot of this film it, that could be the case where it's like as soon as someone says it, the dialogue and like they're have their scene, you just be like, that doesn't sound right at all. That just sounds very weird and robotic and unnatural and all over the shop. So I think that is down to the director who also wrote it in in quite a lot because the direction of this was just not good um, to say the least. Yeah. Like there was, I think in general,
0: He just has a fundamental lack of understanding of Irish people, and it comes through in a lot of moments. This this
1: isn't like I mean, it's not even like we don't want to like re go over the point again, where this isn't for like an Irish audience. Fine, we know that, but this is if this is just going to, like, America or, like, outside of it, it's just such a... People are going to think, oh, Irish people are, like, weird and all that, and the way they speak, and, like, it's like, no, it's not at all. I don't even know where this is coming from. Like, is this a thing, like, Americans think we speak like this in, in rural Ireland, or we're weirdly in, you know, like, um Emily Blunt's character, Rosemary, like, she's, you know, wearing the boots and, like, doing the ballet and, like, has her nightie on and, you know, wears this weird overcoat and looks rough but still has perfect hair, and then it's like she's smoking a pipe and has you know knows, looks after the farm fireman herself and makes stew for her mother and gives it to Anthony but she still talks with freezing her eggs which is a really weird kind of thing it's like are you saying that like rural Ireland is like the 70s or not because it's it's just it's not even consistent with the way it's presented are you saying like this is a backwater that's like Way behind the times, but then she talks about, like freezing her eggs, and it's oh yeah, like it's, know, it's modern times, yeah, modern It's times. Just weird how that just like when she says that line that that freeze my eggs, like it's just so out of place because you it's like oh yeah, we're we're in twenty twenty, not nineteen eighty five or something like that, or nineteen seventy two. It's it's just really weird with the way everything else is presented. I I I, I don't know. Nothing wrong with that. It's just, ugh, it's just, weird. One other thing I want to flag as well, Steve, that I thought was very, very egregious in my experience, where John Ham's character is coming over and he asks, like, both Anthony and Rosemary, how many acres is on the farm, and neither of them know. <laughs> I, a farmer will know how much of their land, how much land that they have, and they will know exactly where their land is, and like the whole thing about the the, the The 10 meter bit of land has to have the two gates because Rosemary owns it, her father gave it to her. Like, that's look, you know, they're that petty about that, and they know how much that is. You'd know how much is on the rest of your farm. Like, a farmer would know how many acres they have, and they'd know how much there is. Like, there's no way they just they would just fob off a question like that. They'd say, Oh, I got four and a half acres, you know, and two fields, like down the road. They just that's complete bollocks, in my view, yeah. I think, as I said, it's just down to a lack
0: of understanding of Irish people. I mean, even near the start when they're both as kids, they're both like praying out the window to the star. And Anthony actually like asks Mother Nature why he's like this.
1: I have a a separate thing about this as well. It's no Irish person
0: would say that. Like beyond the fact that they'd, they'd obviously like, you know, probably be some form of Catholic and praying to God in that situation, it just seemed like one of those times where they're like, "Oh, you know, the Irish, they, you know, they they pray to fucking Mother
1: Nature." Yeah, it it, it kind of pre-crisp. Like, there's actually another thing as well. Speaking about that, that you can tell it's not written by an Irish person because the two of them say, uh, "Will I see you in church later?" You would not say church in rural Ireland. You would say, "Will I see you in mass later?" Because you yeah. Know, it's, it's Catholic, like it's, it, it is it is almost entirely Catholic. It's Of course, you, you, you wouldn't say church. Church sounds much more American. Um, it just, that sounds really, really out of place. Um, it's, I don't think an Irish person would, even of a, a Protestant persuasion, they'd probably say service or maybe church, but it just doesn't sound right at all in this context. <laughs> that too, but we'll, I, I, I do have some positive things. I might just throw them in now, Stu um okay so so firstly i like john ham's characters because he doesn't take bullshit off people i feel he's the most likable and real person in the film as i said earlier so i'll give that a plus emily blunt has a nice singing voice sure but at the same time she definitely drops her accent for the singing oh no she does completely but she can actually sing quite well so i'm just yeah. like fine you know grant like you you have a lovely singing voice fair play to you uh jamie dorman in the end where he's doing some singing he's, he's not a bad singer like, he, he keeps his accent on more when he sings than she does. And they they try a little bit of harmony at the end there, and they don't do a bad job. So, you know, credit where credit's due. He didn't do a bad job there. That's that's about all the positives I have there, Stu. Um, <laughs> which I mean, when, you, when you think about it, like, that's that's not good for a film like this. Um, looking over... More, oh, actually, the, the background music is actually not too bad in this film. In, in parts yeah, it's I, okay. actually... I, I didn't really notice it that much
0: myself but i suppose be, partly I that's the that's point good.
1: i quite like the the like it's very kind of generic opening where it's like the um you know the, the cliffs of more kind of helicopter drone shot and then like they have the kind of music playing which is like kind of an irish twist to it sounded very like um parting glass at times it wasn't parting glass but or, or things like that so i felt that was nice i mean i felt the incidental music was grand you know yeah not so much the talent show thing in the pub which just looks a bit off i don't think uh, yeah it was weird like you you might have a like it's not uncommon to have like a pub which have like a a function room out the back or something which would have a stage where you'd have maybe a band on on a saturday night but um it's i it's very weird they have like the three musicians off to the side and they're not amplified but there's a mic It, it it that's just looks very unnatural I i've never really seen that in a pub like the setup like that before in Ireland. It's um it's just weird. It just doesn't look right. You know? Yeah, I mean I suppose last thing we'll talk about is the, the
0: pub at the mm-hmm. end where they have all of the, the characters who've passed away sitting there drinking, uh watching uh, the forescoats, yeah. Rosemary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That's what it's all been about. Mother Nature well, brought him back as Four And I'm Hayden Christensen. <laughs> yeah, so you, you get them all watching Anthony and Rosemary singing. And it's just like okay, I guess. even like the the girl that he shifts who wrote the 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 priest is there for some reason.
1: Yeah, and it's like he even says like, Oh, we'll never see each other again because it's um he meets her in what's implied like the 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 next town over and it's like okay, yeah. maybe she's like visiting um or something like that and the two of them just get chatting. Grand. But what yeah, that was actually caught me as well. It's like why why is she there? Like and, and like enjoying this like surely she was going after him and maybe she thought he was a bit tapped or something the two of them got like blind drunk and spent the whole night drinking and they were wandering around the parish you know going to graveyards, yeah. telling secrets and things like that she's clearly got a bit of a wild streak in her with her priest habit like that uh what's that thing uh, bag? the TV show that has like the Mariarty from Sherlock in yeah I, I haven't seen priest. it now myself I my girlfriend has. She's told me we have to watch it, so maybe. we will. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, yes. But um, why is she there? That's just very weird. I, I think it's almost like every other minor character is there as well. And like, I get some of them. It's fine because like you're you're. you're this is seeing all their dead parents aren't really there. They're kind of figuratively there, and you know. But it's just. Oh weird. no, they're literally there. Like they have points sitting on the table for them. Yeah, but they're not. They're not really there. They're like it's a representation there because they're they're up in heaven or the sky or whatever happens to them when they die because that comes up earlier in the film whatever
0: yeah so uh, before we go I scrolling down through IMDB and I was looking to see if there were any interesting uh, reviews for the movie and so I have two to contrast so I have one that's a 9 out of 10 who
1: gave it 9 out of 10 Stu did they watch this film
0: (laughs) And then I have one that's a 1 out of 10. So I'll read them both out and uh, we'll see. So I'll do the the 9 out of 10 first. Once in a while, the shamrock hits hard and out comes a green emerald-looking romantic Irish movie that will, if you have some grace of God and some common sense, will make you laugh and cry, either you will or not. It's the story about the farm girl that wants a husband and the extremely shy neighbour farm boy who really wants a wife but thinks he is a honeybee and asks the donkey if it wants to marry him because he won't inherit the farm from his dad if he ain't get, getting married. The acting in this <laughs> film are so romantic.
1: Oh my the musical God. score
0: so soft <laughs> and like brain glue afterwards and fills at least me with empathy for both of them. The two main characters are acted so well and the environment really smell like sheep, horses and cow. And Heather and green grass, and wet, stormy, lightning okay, weather, this, this person, all the time.
1: This person can't write. Oh, I'm not done. Oh, I oh, no, you're not, but this person funnier. can't write. That's an t- 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 abomination of a sentence right there. Jeez. Yeah. And Christopher Walken, as the daddy dad,
0: does some oh, of his God. finest lines and moves that he's ever done what? on the silver screen. So <laughs> This is a must-see I'm so film angry. I'm so angry <laughs> or lonely. <laughs> or just simply but, romantic, because this will feed your soul, spelt S O L E, like soul of your shoe, oh with love God. and honey.
1: It's a big recommend from the grumpy old man. Like it's a good film to see if you're, <laughs> if, you're if you're lonely or depressed. It's just like getting it's like oh, yeah. a sh- shotgun. Why didn't I think of that? Thanks, film. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Why don't I become a honeybee? That's also terribly written as well. Like you don't put that many sentences oh, yeah. in a I, sentence. Oh I, yeah, I, I made sure to to. <sighs> no, I, I said I, it exactly how it was written. I just saw this one on Twitter now, and it's just like Today I was lucky to get to see a sneak peek at Wild Mountain Time, a new movie coming out in December the eleventh. It's a tense, wildly beautiful Wuthering Heights esque love story, and is as much an, and it is as much a love letter to County Mayo in Ireland as it is against its two agitated leads one of my favourite parts is sitting down to watch it with my father-in-law whose grandparents came from Ireland, County Mayo in particular, and he realised the bar in the movie was the one he'd been to in Cross Uh He was utterly transported. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So he liked it because he was in the bar that it was in. Yeah, and Here's one from uh, Kevin McGarren who's an Irish comedian. Um, used to present the Republic at telly. Uh, You'd know him, Steve. In response to Wild Mountain Time, we should make a a film set in America about an Irish lad who goes to New York to make it in the movies, but falls for a young cowgirl who sells hot dogs outside the baseball pitch. Everyone talks out there from Texas.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. That's exactly what should happen. So uh, I'll quickly read out the one star and uh, then we'll finish up, I think. So the headline is, the accents are woeful, but the script is worse. Being from Ireland, I promise you that the accents are insulting. It's like a 100-minute Lucky Charms commercial, but the clichés are even worse. Everything about this film is unintentionally cringe and about as honest as a Trump administration press conference. If J.P. Shanley has an Irish passport, take it off him and ban him from ever returning to the country. On the same week Bon Jovi destroyed Fairy Tales of New York, Uh, we have to endure this nonsense. Go back to the Bronx. Yep.
1: Um, at At this point, we normally say if the film is either a crock of gold or a crock of shite, uh, for me, too, this was a massive crock of shite. Um, I, I believe I once said in a previous film that the shite was actually going onto the road, had been driven over by a few cars, and that was, in fact, how I reviewed this film. I think in this case, it might actually be several crocks of shite, but um, <laughs> this was one of the worst films I've seen all year. Not the worst. When we're doing our, our podcast review of the year, I'll, I'll um, talk more about it then. Um, this was a boring film at times. It was uninteresting. It's the it's mostly the writing and direction. I think is what really lets it down. I think the actors did the best they could, mostly with what they've been given. I'll praise John Ham's performance quite a lot. I think he did quite good, and Christopher Walken did the best with what he had there as well. Two leads are fine. Nothing more I can say about that. This film is not representative of Ireland. It is one of the worst paddy paddying up things I've seen that can be written in twenty twenty. I would say at times it borders on a racist depiction of Ireland if I could go that far. Oh yeah, Um, definitely. I hated this film. Do not watch it. Um, I hope this bombs in the box office. This is shite. Absolute shite. Fuck, I hated it. (laughs) Uh, I would have to agree with everything Rob said there.
0: And uh, I would like to add that I think this is... A crock of wild mountain shite, specifically because just from the accents to the plot itself, the dialogue—it was all just so poorly put together. I mean, it, it, it boggles the mind that that someone could actually review it nine out of ten stars. Yeah, when there's literally very few redeeming qualities, if any at all. Um, it's a movie that I hope to never see again. Yeah. Um, I hope that people realise that that isn't Ireland at all. Because it's it's just insulting, really, to, to live in a time where that still happens. I mean, we've talked about
1: Stage Irish and a lot of other movies that have done that. But in this year, it's just not right. No. I mean, if if anyone is listening to our podcast for the first time because of this, uh, thank you. But go back and listen to some of our other ones where we talk about, in particular, Far and Away, um, you know, the Quiet Man, things like that. Where we talk about, even though they they're they're from older films that were set in different times, they actually get more of these things right that Wild Mountain Time just completely doesn't. So I mean, I just say it's lazy writing as well as part of it. it's just not enough research done and eh, what 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 do you want to do? I think like this is. I didn't think this film could be as bad as it was when, like we also the trailer coming out. We're like, ah, oh, it's yeah." It's hard to film. make a bad trailer though. Yeah. But like this, this surpassed my expectations of how bad I thought it would be. This was unpleasant to watch at times just because it was just so difficult. Like I will say I did manage to do it in one sitting with like a break after about 40 minutes. Like it wasn't as bad as some of the other films that I've had to do in multiple sittings just because of how, awful they were to to sit through so maybe it's got that going but i think it's like an hour and a half long i think it could you could cut it down it'd be maybe better but I, I think you can't save this film no matter how many cuts and edits you do to it but anyway
0: step one make it a silent film so that you don't hear any of the accents i think i'd still get annoyed <laughs> <laughs> parts of it. right now uh next week uh, we will go back to the movie that we were supposed to do this week, Irish Jam. Uh, I have a lot of opinions on it, so I can't wait to talk
1: about that. I haven't seen it yet, but from what Stu has told me, ooh, I'm looking forward to this. It's
0: interesting, let's say that. I. No, I won't give anything else away. Uh, right. So I think, I want to
1: play us out there, Rob? Yeah, well, thanks very much for listening anyway, guys. I, I will just add to that, Stu, and say that we are going to do a kind of an end-of-a-year thing as well, um, aren't we? So that that won't be too long from now. Um, yeah, our, yeah, our Talking Blarney Awards... Uh, Yeah, just kind of going through. So that will probably be, might be the one after the next one, I think, because I don't think we're going to be recording a podcast on St. Stephen's Day. Or no, actually Christmas Day will be our normal recording on a Saturday. So we're not going to be doing that this year. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. So uh, we'll see what happens. But thanks very much for listening, guys. If this is your first time listening to us because of uh, Wild Mountain Time, we hope you enjoyed it. We do appreciate all feedback um, people give us. Uh, what you liked, what you didn't like. Uh, Please listen to other episodes if you want to get a a kind of an idea about it. But any suggestions you have for us, we take them on board. Um, A load of films that we've done and other things we've reviewed have been true suggestions. We do really appreciate that. If you like this, you can uh, tell a friend is is the best part about it. that's always good. If you'd like to reach us with a suggestion for something we can do different, maybe what you liked, what you didn't like, maybe a suggestion for a film, a book, a TV show, plays even that you'd like us to review that might have like an Irish character in them or something like that. Uh, you can give us a shout and um, talkingblarneypod at gmail.com or you can find us at Twitter at blarneypod. And yeah, very happy to. Uh, once again, to the guys in, in the front the Middle podcast, thank you so much. Really appreciate the shout out there on Twitter. We will definitely uh, link you guys up on our social medias again um, as a thank you. We really, really appreciate it. Um, So for me, it is goodbye. Sláud, and we'll see you next week.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,